All right. So, um, gents, just wondering if you've taken a minute to try out any recent or new audiobooks recently. Just wondering. Not for any particular reason, like today's sponsor or anything. That might be audible.com. Uh, I didn't. Uh, boo, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you guys suck a bag of dicks, but that's all right. Um, this episode was brought to our lovely sponsor, audible.com. Um, try it out, get a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash brewmasters club. One word. Over 180,000 titles, guys. 180,000. Um, there's certainly something you can find there. We've all seen Rogue One. It would still help if you read, you know, Catalyst or at least had somebody read it to you, but we can tackle that when we get there no ryan just yet um want to start the show uh i would like to know yes. if somebody could read me the audiobook can that is that a thing <laughs> just recite oh, okay now i think what he's talking I about want them, well no <laughs> i put so i might i might be yeah i might be the only one here who prefers their audiobook in a british sort of regalement uh i again might just be me but i would like a somebody from England to just just give it that that special touch. That's how I appreciate my audiobooks. But I mean, you know, to each of them. All right. Let's uh let's just go ahead and start the show. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Brewmasters Club. My name is Donnie. I'm the founder of the Brewmasters Club here bringing you craft brews and geek news, our podcast, the official podcast, the Brewmasters Club. I'm joined today by Mr. Dane. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Hopefully I can survive 2016. Yeah, oh, killed off. It's getting pretty grim, man. That's what we're going to kind of hit on today. <laughs> um, as well as Mr. Lostman. How are you, sir? Doing well. Um, doing all thumbs up here. We're good. I see that. I yeah, see. Laos has a surprise for us. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, talking with my hands today, pulling a Mr. Wilson here from uh, from Tool Time. Is it a face tattoo? You get a face <laughs> tattoo? It's not a face tattoo. No, it's not a face tattoo. It's more <laughs> like a lack thereof a face tattoo. So a lack of a face or a lack of a tattoo on your face. There was a comma. You know what? That was my fault. Uh, I put a comma in there. There <laughs> shouldn't have been. When are you um, going to divulge this this uh, surprise to the to the listeners here that are not watching but listening to the listeners? <laughs> it's going to come audioly very soon. <laughs> but um, to the get it uh, on anybody, Audible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <An> audible secret. <laughs> oh boy. So 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 all right. So do I do I need to set you up, or are you just going to surprise us? sometime i I figured i'm just gonna rock it back when i feel when i deem it necessary i mean i I could do it now i mean it's up to you ryan's not here if you want to wait he will be joining us a little bit later in the show (sighs) you know what i'll just go ahead and do it now so uh, it's a little something i cooked up it's not uh, oh you're shaking uh, your beard off i'm the fourth i'm the fifth beetle whoa is it a bull cut yeah Righteous, dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah let's get, that came out. Cut, man. It does look like a bowl cup. That's actually just due to the lighting here. See, it's more of a comb over. Uh, <laughs> it's a Caesar. <laughs> it's a hail Caesar. Don't know what that is, but okay. I'm not used to that, but that's fine. Caesar salad, um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Caesar salad. Uh, Caesar okay. salad. Actually, let's get into uh, what brought us here tonight because we have a really packed episode, and I know that we're trying to um to. Get through this because this is the very last episode of 2016. It's a great time um, to kind of reflect back, and that's exactly what we bring in here. We have an interview with uh, author, author, and uh, writer uh, Mark Denoter. <laughs> no, Do we have any author interviews? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I, God, I interviewed. Somebody didn't hear it. <laughs> I interviewed several beavers last week, but I thought we cut that. <laughs> well, you must... is this because of all the otter jokes? Yeah, I, I know. That's what I was about to say. I was like, "You otter believer, I'm going to cut this out. I'm cutting all this out." Yeah. No, uh, you can't. We'll just go to otter space. <laughs> Stop being oh, relevant. I hate all this. I hate it. Too. I hate Do I look it. like I give a damn? Do I look like I build a damn? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
was a good one. Okay, I like that one. That one kind of needs to stay now. Man, needs right. to stay. Okay, well, okay, maybe maybe it'll stay. Maybe some of this will stay. Um, but in the meantime, while I'm while we're deliberating that, uh, let's let's tune into a little bit about um, this interview, who who Mark is, um, kind of what he did, and how he uh, how he became you know this uh, this author. And before we do so, we'll go ahead and kick it off with uh, Rye Guy. How you doing, man? How doing good. Glad I can make it. How's everybody else? Good. I'm just wondering how you're hanging on to your um, to your seat. <laughs> At the, at the moment. <laughs> Am I sideways? Yeah. Oh no. Sitting sideways. Just the sideways sidewalk, bro. Oh, how was Lord. how was dinner, Ryan? It was great. We went to Olive Garden, got some oh, super the OG. Yeah. Do you notice anything different great. about Laos's face besides his face tattoo? I actually Oh. <clears throat> yep. He, Did you he's lose a, a bet? N- no, he's just obese. No. <laughs> <laughs> you thought shaving the beard hair would no, that is shave also pounds true. Off. Um, what came over you to do that, huh? Unless you're talking about a Saturday no, night, I, and it was Tim or Toby. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're really taking that to a level here there, champ. First, oh, what we're going to do is play um, a little bit of this interview that we have with Mark. Ryan, what you missed was just uh, the intro as to what uh, I'm just going to play here, which is the interview with Mark Denote. He's the writer and the author. A Florida craft beer guide. He also wrote the Tampa Bay beer guide. So, cool. Pretty knowledgeable guy. You guys ready? Yep. Oh, all right. All right. Mark, tell everybody a little bit about what you um, what your background is with craft beer, especially in the south. Um, south, you know, south here with your your books and whatnot. Give everybody a little bit of an elevator pitch of who Mark Denote is. Sure. So about probably four or five years ago. I noticed that there was not uh, really a special special interest in Florida beer. I started pitching. Uh, I decided I wanted to write about beer, so I pitched stories about Florida beer to national publications and blogs. And when no one was really interested in it, um, I decided to take up the mantle myself um, and start a, a, a blog that has become a website called Florida Beer News, which I update. I try and update as regularly as possible news about breweries and breweries in the state, craft beer in the state, new, new breweries coming in for distribution. Um, and I've been doing that uh, for a number of years now, and let's say four or five years. And so I worked to cover news about the state um, as I traveled the state and got to hear the breweries, got to hear the backstories, got to drink the beer and experience the beer culture in the state of Florida. Uh, I started writing down some of the stories and compiling them into a book. Uh, I wrote a book called, uh, it's called The Great Florida Craft Beer Guide. That's my first book, and that uh, came out in 2014. And then uh, with a different press and publisher, I had the opportunity to expand the Tampa section and write a book detailing just the history of Tampa and focusing more on the city where I live and the city that I love. And that was my second book, Tampa Bay Beer, A Heady History. I continue to write the news wherever I can. I continue to do freelance articles that have been published in All About Beer, in Draft, um, and in a few other publications. And uh, just I like telling the story and keeping up with the beer culture. It's a fantastic place to be. It's a fantastic group of people, uh, predominantly. And uh, that's, that's really me. Ryan, you were at Florida Craft Beer Day last year, right? Uh, the year before, I unfortunately could not make it out last year. Well, no, Florida Craft Beer oh, Day. Oh, Florida Craft Beer Day. Day. I, was thinking the, yeah. uh, I was thinking the uh, the festival thing. Sorry yeah, about that. Festival. Yeah, I was at the Florida Craft Beer Day. Yep. Yeah, so Mark there. was there. Did you meet Mark? Oh. Yeah, he yeah, was the author. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, he's a real soft-spoken yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. but he writes these like uh, incredibly detailed history um, kind of, you know, the, these books, these, these, these great, great periodicals that, that just detail everything about where, you know, the beer history came from. And of course, like he said, he outlined Tampa Bay and, and the history they had. Um, he's a real cool guy, but, uh, the funny thing is he was, he was, he was an English teacher before he was actually an author. And he said, I just wanted to write about these stories, things that I like as terms of transitions. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, <laughs> right? From, from an English yeah. teacher. I don't know if I would have necessarily the patience and the dedication like that to do all the research, but he's how we found out about Florida Craft Beer Days. So it's pretty inter- he's, he's got an interesting story. You want to know what his book's about besides history of beer? <laughs> absolutely. Beer? No, it absolutely is. Um, the next one, what he's got, he basically kind of went on to tell me a little bit more about – he went on to tell me a little bit more about what his books are about in terms of – uh, not just Florida history and whatnot, but but how do you detail? What kind of perspective is it told from? So he's got he's got kind of an interesting angle that he that he um, he wrote him on. Let's let's listen to what he said for this. My books 
go, my books really look at the history, and that's part of what I did to try and make them as timeless as possible. So while we're making history right now, uh, it's, it's important to go back and look at the first brewery in Tampa. 1897 it opened, uh, starts building in 1896, built with the uh, Ebor fortune that uh, Mr. Martinez Ebor unfortunately did not live to see it open, but he it was his uh, collaborative vision that the brewery be open for his workers. And I like touching on that. I like touching on the historical aspect because the community has always been here to support craft beer and, and local beer. And even when you know, Bush Gardens was open, um, there was plenty of room for other people to come in and, and play when the what's now Yingling was Schlitz and Stroh. I mean, there was always enough enough space for more than one brewery, uh, even a huge brewery, to come and, and, and to sell their beer and to make a mark on the community. Um, and the stories are, are many and varied, and, and that's the thing I love is touching on that. And then I like to keep it as current as possible, but honestly, Donnie, while you and I are talking, there's probably been another brewery opening in the state. <laughs> that's right. Um, because we're just opening them that quickly. Yeah. It's just, and, and I wish I was exaggerating, but I swear two or three of them open every weekend. Yeah. Uh, and that's just because it's the weekend. And so um, I wish and I wish it was exaggerating, but I can't get too much for one man to cover anymore. So I try and keep it as current as I can, and then what I can't touch on in the book or the articles, I publish on the website and try and stay current that way. So, I mean, you've got, I try and reach an audience of the people who are interested in the current beer scene, the historical beer scene, and writing as much as I can about beer, trying to interest from the person who just had their first craft beer to the person who's you know, had over 5,000. Yeah. The thing he rallied about and he talked about quite a few times is a note that I, I noticed from Mark that was kind of like his mantra. And he spoke about the community. And we get into that, and that'll be the next one that I that we go to to listen to from Mark um, about the, his thoughts on community. But before we do, he, I mean, he brought up the beer community like four or five times. And I just think it's extremely relevant, especially for us to chat about. But like, Ryan, you've had experience being in the hospitality industry. Laos, you've done you know work in bars and restaurants before. I mean... What is your opinion of the the craft beer community in Laos? You might have something different than Ryan. And Ryan, you go first just to explain. But I'd love to hear because I asked that very same question to Mark, and he gives me one explanation that I thought was was intelligent. It was it was something that I think that we all can kind of relate to. So, Ryan, what is that? What is that craft beer community kind of? If you were to describe it, how would you do so? Yeah, um, from the industry that I that I worked in, um, people were very mainstream with their beers, getting the basics, but. Um, I definitely feel that the craft beer community is growing more towards getting different flavors, different tastes and, and, and things of that nature and growing towards different styles of beer and not just sticking with and nothing against Guinness, but not just sticking with your normal Guinnesses and trying to really explore that. Um, so that crowd is growing. And at the same time, those other um, industries where they're just, you know, focused on selling the, the normal beers like your Miller Lights and Bud Lights. Uh, towards the tail end of, of my time at those bars and things uh, tended to look a little bit smaller, a little bit dimmer. So uh, Laos, what do you, what do you got on that? Well, actually all the bars and restaurants that I've worked at, uh, they actually weren't any sort of uh, microbrew or, you know, any sort of brewery in their own right. So they actually only dealt with uh, pretty, pretty mainstream beers. I mean, they didn't really divulge, but from too what, far and, uh, either which way. But what I would love to know is like, what are your yeah. thoughts on the community as an entity? I mean, like, there's biker gangs and there's um, Star Wars fans and there's Star Trek fans and there's Warcraft fans. The craft beer community as a whole. That was kind of what I asked them to reflect on. So I'd love to know, yeah. Klaus, from your perspective, like, what do you see as the craft beer community? Are they friendly? They're not nice. They're they're welcoming. They're they're cold. That's the that's what I want to ask here and find out from you. You know, oddly enough, I would say they're they're somewhat transient uh, from my point of view. I would say, uh, and the only reason I would say that is because like it tends to transfer. It moves around a lot. Like some places that I go, people say, oh, you know, this beer is great. But all of a sudden, you know, we got this new brewery and, you know, we've got two or three brewers in the area. You know, this is speaking on Orlando. This is Tampa. Uh, you know, they, they tend to move around a lot. Some of them say, hey, I'll just follow the cheapest or, hey, I'll just follow the newest, weirdest. And, you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes that kind of transfers around a little bit and you can't really pinpoint like an audience. It's kind of just like whatever is popping off at that particular area at that particular time. So 
unfortunately, I don't really have a great answer for that. No, well, it's and Donnie, you actually, uh, when you when I heard your question again, it started to dawn on me that when you when like working in the industries, when I saw people ordering a craft beer, I almost felt like you know I could approach them more because I kind of had an idea of what they were drinking. Like you know, you mm-hmm. start talking about different types of beers and you know different breweries you almost feel like you it's like a language of its own uh you're not just talking about partying but you're talking about why you're enjoying the beer and you know what can you pair it with so it's it's a really a different language and i guess from that perspective that's the community that i feel comfortable in now you know drinking a beer it's not just about going out and getting drunk so yeah no that's good insight dame what do you what do you think about my if you were going to try and summarize that question the first thing that comes to mind is, and I can't remember the name of the place, but the place we all went to to surprise Ryan is it the Florida. Oh, that was Coppertail. Was Coppertail. Yeah. Coppertail. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that place. Kind of trendy, a little outside the box, kind of laid back. Um, I kind of get that feel with it. And the thing with craft beer, I, people don't drink it to really just get drunk and wasted and just to feel something. I think people drink it for the taste and for what it represents as um, a craft, you know, artsy. Uh, the craft beer community reminds me of that. And um, it's kind of like a, maybe a winery where you go and relax at a winery and you taste wine. It, it kind of has that feel to it to where there's actually a substance there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just drinking it to drink it and, and feel that the alcohol. It was funny because the uh, and I don't I don't remember if it's on this clip exactly, and we'll play it because Mark, like I said, Mark had some great insight just from the knowledge that he's done across the state and across the country on beer. Um, but basically, you know, Ryan, he touched on a couple of your your points too, where people are approachable because they're trying something and you see the same folks and you, and you see how people are kind of moving from brewery to brewery, like you said, Laos man, um, and and how brewers move and people that work there move and the fans of the breweries move and they want to. Try what's local or what's cheap or what's new or what's different but it's a it's a welcoming community that's unlike any other and i make a reference or two about how there is no other community kind of like this um but you guys all kind of touched on the same points exactly that mark and i brought up so let me play this right now just so we can hear it and then um <clears throat> and then we'll kind of yeah, move on to the to the next segment because like i said we got a lot to talk about this week what is the beer community to you the beer community is, is really a group of friends, and it's the best way for me to try and sum it up is imagine that you're sitting in a bar, on a bar stool and just having a beer by yourself or with one friend. And, and beer is, is a communal thing, so you can, I can, I have done it in the past, and it's interesting to just turn to the person on either side that you don't know and ask, say, hey, what are you drinking? And strike up a conversation, and it's, and it's okay. It's right. safe. In, in craft beer, it's usually that that's okay to do. And so uh, after doing that many times and striking up conversations with plenty of different people from different walks of life, that's one of the greatest examples to me of the community of beer because you find after you start going to beer events, after you start going to bottle releases and beer festivals, that a lot of the people you see over and over and over and over and over again. And so you get to know them and you get to talk to them and you don't necessarily always become friends, but you're friendly. So, you know, to me, it's, it's every once in a while, um, I'll miss a beer. There'll be a good beer that I don't get to sample at a beer festival. And one of those people who's only an acquaintance to me, I don't really even know their name. I may just know their face. They've got some in their glass, and so they're pour, they'll pour a little bit in mine because we both know that we both really want to try this beer. And that person was fortunate, he or she was fortunate enough to get to the front of the line and get it, whereas I wasn't. And then, you know, I reciprocate the next time. And it's, it's a cool relationship with people who might otherwise be strangers and you know you get to talking and you see that you're you know, politically different and socioeconomically different and there's so many different differences but yet you both have beer and yeah. so that that's kind of the one common denominator that makes you friends where you might not otherwise be or might not even talk to each other otherwise you know, it's interesting that you put it like that because it almost it almost sounds reminiscent of like a club, and it sounds you know almost like a, like a Star Wars fan club uh, or like a, you know Star Trek fan club. I mean, but this is something that I don't think it's it's 
really unprecedented. There's nobody that sits around it and, and talks about steak or cuts of hamburger or hot dogs, you know, like this that are so communal. Yeah. Um, so it really does just make right. this this circle of friends, no matter where you go and, and where you're drinking. It's an excellent point that you make. You can turn to anybody and, and say, hey, what are you drinking there? So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are guys sitting around talking about hot dogs and their, their hot dog thing. <laughs> Actually, not, I do that. Lyle likes I, to talk I, about I, hot dogs in his mouth. Yeah, my meats every Tuesday. We call it Hot Dog Tuesday, but Louse is the president. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it might not, it might not exactly. Wiener, Wiener Wednesday. Wiener Wednesday. Yeah, why didn't you go to Wiener Wednesday, Louse? <laughs> yeah, uh, probably because no, like real Wiener. Uh, probably because he's a little kid going. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no. Right. Back on track here. Uh, so you, you can see, like, he's got, you know, Mark had a wealth of knowledge and, and a, great, a bunch of great examples, but he, he basically felt, you know, the same way that, that each of you guys kind of, kind of ex- uh, described. So it's interesting to hear that that level um, uh, of perspective from, from somebody like Mark that, you know, makes a profession out of writing about beer and, and knows so much. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, yeah. I had, and not just at the bar, but also I felt people that are trying to buy craft beer from the craft beer aisle. I'm like, oh, this one's good. And, uh, you know, we strike up a conversation, become friends, shake hands. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's been one of the coolest experiences in my, my mind. So, yeah, definitely communal. I, I do the same thing. I, I don't know if people like it or not, but I see somebody looking at something on the shelf. I'm like, oh, you should definitely try that one because, you know, that is a great IPA. Have you guys, have you, have you guys done that before, Lost Man? You ever do that in your local liquor store? I mean, I have at the uh, the craft beer cellar. Uh, they they recommend almost everything, and I'm like, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, that's cool. I'm very excited to try all these things, but one or two at a time, please. Like, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I catch. But again, you know, not I catch myself not to hush doing that. it all the time. So, um, I have one more. You guys been here the last clip? It's, it's three minutes. I got one more clip, and it's about um, yeah. his insight as to Donnie because they hit that clip. <laughs> hit that clip <laughs> um thought you were going to talk i didn't think you were going to talk i didn't think i was going to interrupt some, any sort of uh like like a voiceover thing but i ruined it so hit that clip oh it's all good no th- so this is about this is the question that i asked him was what do you think led to the success the rapid success of craft beer and how it got so big so quickly again coming from a guy who who really did some research and some understanding um it should be interesting so just uh take a listen i'll hit that clip hit that clip what do you think is the merit or what is the continual growth that's led craft beer to kind of what it is? Is it is it simply product, passion, and that sense of community, or is there some trick to it that's made it explode the way it has? I think it's twofold. Um, to me, it's the flavor of the beer and the story behind it. I myself find that I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good story. Um, and so Cigar City, as an example, uses the beer label, uses the beer as an excuse and a gateway to tell people something about campus history. And I think that's really cool. And you can see that the, the passion for history and the passion for beer kind of go together there. But there's a story. And right. we, I think we as human beings are suckers for a good story. And so that's part of it. And then you know, comparatively speaking, craft beer has so many different flavor avenues that can go down that there's any number of them. And, and you can't judge a beer by its smell. You can't judge a beer by its taste. You can't judge a beer really by any one factor, it's the sum of all parts that makes the whole. And so that aspect of it as well. And so you know, people who are used to drinking different kinds of beverages are blown away by beer and the infinite possibilities of flavor, taste, uh, and, or, I'm sorry, of flavor and aroma. And it, it, it's a difference maker. And combine that with the different brewers and their different takes on different beers, I mean, Angry Chair Brewing makes a beer that tastes like German chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, that is delicious. That, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, there are other ones that taste like different kinds of desserts or different kinds of cordials. Or, I mean, I had a, a beer from Brooklyn that tasted like an old-fashioned. I mean, and that's, you know, cocktail-inspired beers are a thing, and beers fermented with wine yeast are a thing. And, you know, you can play with the yeast, you can play with the malt, you can play with all kinds of different hops. I mean, it's really it's infinite diversity in the beer industry right now. And, and you know, you kind of thought, I, I, when I was a kid, I collected sports cards. And, you know, I followed different sports players and what they did in their careers. And it's kind of funny because I think I'm, I'm doing that with brewers now. <laughs> so, you know, when brewers move on to a different brewery, I 
kind of want to see what they do in this next canvas, in this next palette, with this next opportunity, the same way that you follow Emmett Smith when he went from the Cowboys to the Cardinals. Or, you know, the Brewers are, are kind of celebrities, rock stars in their own right. When they start making that kid beer and you want to see what this artist can do, you know, it's when, when like Eric Clapton goes solo or, or you know, John yeah. Lennon and Paul McCartney split up, you follow the music because they make different music when they did, when there was different ensembles. And so that following it with a brewer, I mean, beer is liquid art. So there you go. And you just follow this person. And, you know, I, I find myself like a kid again, wanting to know what these brewers are going to do with the different opportunities. So, so is that, so that's your next project. It's, it's, it's Florida brewers played <laughs> trading cards. I got it. I nailed it. I'm sorry. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, let's just trade market right now. So basically, uh, again, a couple, couple good points some of them which we touched on already, but um, isn't that neat just to, to, to hear that perspective? Um, how you follow, you know, uh, different brewers, you, you can meet up with these guys again. And Ryan, there's a sports reference, so you and I can actually be I on saw that. <laughs> yeah. How, how yeah. That? <laughs> I actually collect football cards, so I totally empathize with what he was talking about. Yeah, well, that's not actually his next project. He was being a little quiet, so I have a feeling that Mark's working on something right now um, with his next project. But, but what do you think awesome. about that? You know, um, pretty good insight, right? Absolutely. He's got um, he's got a nice way of speaking. Really puts things in perspective. Really goes to the point. Um, but I, I think that's the English teacher in him. So. Yeah, yeah, he certainly got away with words, and it's funny that that an English teacher who likes beer really enjoys the story behind beer, right? I was like, well, yeah. there's a you know, there's, there's a correlation if I ever saw Here's one. Here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah. yeah, but it's good. I mean, you what, wrote what the better, sign. Yeah, right. Well, what better guy to um, what better guy to you know to to talk about beer than the guy that's got the passion and the influence and the knowledge and the know-how to to actually passionately you know correctly talk about it so so once again that was mark denote the writer and author of um a florida craft beer guide uh and a tampa bay beer guide as well um two great pieces of uh literature i, I highly suggest it, we talked about it. it this is a book for the beer fan the non-beer fan the diehard the hophead um it's just a very interesting piece. So I hope you guys like that, but we won't, uh, we won't dwell cause we've got a lot to get through you guys. Uh, any last questions or comments? No, nah, that was great. Thanks for, uh, having that, uh, interview. Yeah. Well, Mark's great. And he'll be Absolutely. back, um, on again. He, he, he volunteered somehow. We talked him into it and, uh, he'll be at uh, Florida craft beer day, 2017. So a lot more on that coming up. The next thing that we have coming up is the, uh, the best beers of 2016, um, we're going to go through this pretty quickly, uh, but these are just – I looked at several different articles on best beers, and this one kind of had the most comprehensive list. There's about 10 beers here. It's from Pace.com. We'll go through them real fast. Cause Tell me about beers. Beers? Not it's about beards. beers. So – I can't tell you about this, beards anymore. Well, this is funny because this list, the second one, and this is – like I said, I looked at three or four different lists, and every single one of them had Cigar City on it. And it was the same Cigar City beer. So, like, if you guys haven't had this, have it. I tried it. It's amazing. It's number two. I'm going to start start off terribly out of order here. Number two was the the pumpkin beer that they made this year was the Cigar City Good Gourd Almighty. Um, so good. And it was – it's described as a masterpiece um, because of how, how good it is. Plus, it uses uh, all the gourds and this, this – you know, these crazy uh, flavors that they bring in. I'm trying to read through the here. It's um, plum – raisin dried fruitiness uh it's it just accentuates these these fantastic fruity notes on the nose and the palate um it's got a big boozy taste to it because it's 11 percent, so it's right up your alley louse man um and they just crammed a whole bunch of goodness into this beer they actually described it as sinfully decadent uh which is you know something that i i would love to enjoy uh i think it came out right before halloween uh, but it was definitely something that we should have uh, really spent some time enjoying. Uh, I did try it once. Ryan, you're shaking your head. Have you tried it or no? I kept I kept passing it. I, I didn't get a chance. You saw it everywhere, I, right? I, I, saw I it, screwed like, up. Yeah I, yeah, I was like, no, maybe not today. I wanted to get something else. My bad. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it's got your full day's uh, uh, <laughs> fruits intake, though. So you're yeah, going to go yeah, there. It hits the pyramid, that's for sure. Sounds like Ryan, we missed uh, out. Yeah, I was about to say, Laos and Dane, did you guys, did. I'm guessing Dane, you didn't, but Laos, man, did you see that one anywhere? Uh, I did not, uh, unfortunately. Check the <laughs> craft like beer cellar time. when you, 
Yeah, I believe they also sell it in a in a bomber. It's in a I think it's in a seven fifty and with the cork top. So um try that out if you see it. But just to run down the list, a couple more. They had um the one of the best beers they, they mentioned was uh from Vermont Brewing uh Cowshi Cowshi Canyon, I'm not sure, but it's a fresh hop ale out of Seattle, Washington. Um, extremely strong hop nose, very, very strong flavor. Juicy lemon, citrus, tropical fruit notes chased by a bitter, um, you know, kind of uh, finish. Uh, the citrus kind of edges out the resin that that leaves on your palate, so it's juicy, it's semi-sweet, and very dry. Um, I would love that. Six percent alcohol by volume. I I love IPAs though, so. Another one that made the list was an Oktoberfest or a Marzen. It was the Ainger Oktoberfest Marzen um, out of Germany, actually, with uh, 5.8% alcohol. Um, it's just a classic German Marzen. So, of course, like this kind of one, you know, this category for Marzen's and Oktoberfest, creamy, uh, smooth, toasty malt, uh, just a, a nice drinkable uh, Marzen. So that would have came out over, again, the fall time. But, again, uh, if you get a chance to try it or you see it out there, uh, do go for it. Uh, in terms of American IPAs, Prison City Pub and Brewery had a mass riot out of Auburn, New York. Uh, that sounds like a news story, but it was just the name of the beer. Uh, <laughs> it was basically, they, they went through 247 American IPAs and chose this one as the best. Um, in terms of, the, it, they call it the Big Juicy. It appeals to a uh, Caribbean pale ale. Uh, it's got a lot of tropical flavors, uh, rich and fruity, cantaloupe and citrus, which I've not ever had an IPA that at least that I can recall that has a lot of cantaloupe flavor that you could call out of it. So I'd be interested to try this out. No. Um, but again, another great um, IPA uh, in terms of the Pilsners here, we're looking at urban chestnut stam stitch, I guess it's called out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, basically this one is going to be another kind of um, it's a regular flavor, but it's because it's a pilsner, but it just stands out because the malt, maltiness is balanced by a wonderful floral, perfumey, evocative hop note that dominates the nose. Um, then you leave uh, the malt on the palate, makes it extremely clean, crisp. German pilsner uh, strikes an ideal balance between drinkability and character. So, again, that's Urban Chestnut Stam Stitch. If you get a chance, check it out. Black IPA. Now, Ryan, you had a white stout, right? That's what you were trying to get for Rogue One? I was, yeah. So this, miserably. <laughs> so this is a black IPA. <laughs> Anybody, do any of you guys actually like black IPAs? Because they're not exactly the most drinkable beers. I, I do. Uh, actually, yeah, well, this the black IPA they put on here. I, I don't really like black IPAs because they're so rich. They're so dark. Um, they just don't have that same feel that a regular IPA does. Plus, they, they've got that, like cocoa nutty malts uh, piece of it, which I don't really like. Yeah, I don't like that in my IPAs. I like that with my browns and my reds. Um, but this is the yeah. black IPA that they said it was the best. It's um, the Stone. It's by Stone out of Escondido, California. And it's it's called Enjoy by 5416 Black IPA. So I'm guessing that we missed the run on this one. But that's okay. Um, it, it, I'm sure they'll make a similar beer next year, um, so we'll have to just check it out there. Barley wine. Do you guys like barley wines at all? The only person I know that loves barley wines is Christian Roberts, because I don't like them. <laughs> uh, I like the barley wine that you and Christian <laughs> or you and Ryan Roberts made. <laughs> yeah, our beer well, is a lot like a barley wine. <laughs> well, the early, uh, early. Sierra, Sierra Nevada makes a very good one. Uh, well, it's barley wine style, but um i'm gonna i'd like to say revolution brewery where this one's out of right i've actually been to that brewery and i love that brewery so yeah i figured you'd have something to say on the list did you try this one the barley one i i don't think it was on tap when i was there but this place does it right with their cans every can is like a superhero on the side of it it's really badass (laughs) that's awesome yeah that's awesome no you mentioned that they're they're basically saying this this is a big taste tasting beer maple syrup butterscotch um somehow it's it's not that difficult to drink but it's got 13 percent alcohol by volume it's they said it's whiskey soaked and frighteningly 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 drinkable <laughs> so um that, that may like- actually be what they were fermenting in the casks because uh, when we walked in i mean the place is huge on the wall, they got a huge American flag, and then next to it, they've got all of their barrels and everything. And the back is the actual brewery part. So maybe that's what they were letting kind of, uh, you know, come together there in the front of the brewery. So, that, yeah, oh, perhaps that's exciting. That's exciting. 
Yeah, well, you got to try it out, man. I'm not a big barley wine fan, but it sounds if it's that drinkable, and that's why I don't like them because they're they're often not very drinkable. So, um, if it if it is, you know, I'd be interested to try it out. Again, Christian Roberts loves them, but I'd be interested to try it regardless. So, trip um, to Chicago, maybe. Uh, you want to drive? Yeah. <sighs> can we take an Uber? <laughs> can we fly? <laughs> Can we yeah, take can your we... Santa Fe and not the Sonata? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's got uh, a different Hyundai too. this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a like, it's an upgrade. So, so uh, I won't go. I won't go through in the great detail the remainder of them just because we spent a lot of time on on this particular uh, section. But um, because in three days it's what it's the New Year, so. Uh, I wanted to offer up a couple suggestions for for some pros out there that may want to bring a cork pop top beer instead of a bottle of champagne. Um, there's a there's a whole bunch out there. Some really good ones that I've actually had are the ones that come from St. Bernardus. Have you guys ever had those? The Ab Twelve or the uh, the Prior Eight? Yep. Nope. I've had the Ab Twelve. Nope. It's it's just amazing. They make they make some of the best Belgian beers. Um, Possibly because they are from Belgium, I'm not sure, <laughs> but they're they're just <laughs> Might really have something good. To do with it. <laughs> yeah, and they good come in they come in a 750, so you can literally just just bring one of these bad boys to a to a New Year's Eve party, pop the top when everybody goes crazy at midnight, and pour out some some delicious tasting high alcohol beer um, that that is you know comparable to any champagne you have out there. One that I have to mention because it's my absolute favorite, uh, Sriracha. It's it's the Brooklyn Sriracha Ace, and it's so good. Um, it's a saison. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to see that, uh, take a look and uh, take a try, and, and let me know what you think. Sound good? Yes, sir. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So at this point, thank you for listening to that list and, of course, those interviews. At this point, we'll talk about our, our local news. Um, basically, we are rounding out the, uh, the year. So it's 2016 is coming to a close. We've gone through our – our uh, two interviews that we had this year, we've gone through our, our list of 2016 beers that you've got to try or that you had to have tried or that we would consider some of the best. Um, we're moving on to something now that's a little bit more different. Um, but here, what we wanted to say is that we are you know community-driven and we are all about uh, everybody that talks to us. So please continue to send your tweets and everything else. We love talking to everybody that's out there. Uh, we are always available and uh, we just encourage that you do uh, communicate. You get your questions right on air and, uh, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. So so please continue sending those. Now, this next piece, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's a little bit of sad news in terms of, of what we're going to talk about next. Before we get there, who brought something interesting to talk about in terms of beer? Anybody? I did. I, I did. did. I did. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you lead us off, Dana? Yeah, so the beer I'm drinking tonight is a beer that I've been wanting to bring for a while, and I was finally able to get my hands on some. So it's kind of become a tradition side, and it's trying to find as many of these beers as possible so we can hoard them because these things fly off the shelves. It's a seasonal. It's uh, Highlands Brewing Company Cold Mountain. It's, huh. a, it's a winter ale. 20th anniversary this year so this stuff was selling like hotcakes i'll tell you what man so dad gave me this this uh pint there's one left in this random store he's like yeah take that and i was like, all right cool and then my stepbrother gave me a um 24 pack of uh some some 12 ounces so um, no, he sounds like a jerk, that guy. Considering uh, <laughs> fantasy football, he could buy me a lot of beer. Um, okay. Anyways, right. it's it's back in action for its 20th anniversary. Again, it's from Highland. They're Carolina. They're actually the f- they're the first brewer- brewery, uh, a legal brewery since uh, Prohibition. Uh, in Asheville, the North first Carolina. legal brewery. The first legal brewery. <laughs> the first illegal uh, so... brewery. The illegal one. Yeah, <laughs> they would have found that uh, by now. This beer is their longest running seasonal. Um, it's called Cold Mountain. It's a winter warmer. Honestly, this this beer's very unique. Really fit that style in in my mind. Kind of imagine a caramel colored, really multi forward ale. It's not really roasty. It's not real bitter. 
Um, it doesn't really rely on that crazy boozy finish that a lot of beers have. Um, they don't disclose what spices they have, but I kind of taste maybe hazelnut and vanilla. They say there's some fruits and stuff. I, I maybe cranberry kind of, there's a fruity in there as well, but this stuff's really good. I highly recommend it if you can get your hands on it. So try it out. Highland Brewing Company, Cold Mountain. Yeah, well, good good pick and good um, good story behind it. I'll actually uh, introduce this. I went to uh, the store tonight, and I found this okay. little guy from Stone Brewery. And, um, huh? Sorry. I just muted him. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ryan. <laughs> And um, from Stonebury, and this is called the Delicious IPA. It's uh, an American pale ale, though, uh, or the you know on, on our version of things. And it's actually very citrusy. I think that's where it gets most of its uh, notoriety from being a very citrusy India pale ale, um, and with lemon drop and El Dorado hops. So it comes across very hoppy. It makes all the hop heads out there very hoppy, if you will, and. I like the way that this finishes. It finish. It does pucker a little bit in the mouth as you're as you're drinking it. it finishes really smooth. Uh, if I could liken it to any of the beers down here, I would liken it to the Cigar City Highlight. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> the, I think the Highlight. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, I think I think the Highlight finishes a little thicker, and it also has a little bit more color. This is more on the golden side of things. I think the Highlight has a little bit more of a reddish kind of goldeny red tint to it so um very good overall it scores an 88 on uh, beeradvocate.com and so i i definitely am very happy and satisfied with this delicious ipa cheers to you all yeah fantastic and dane is still walking around somewhere so until he gets <clears throat> situated and unmutes himself um, I can talk about what I brought. I brought the highlight just because I love it so much. Oh, there he is. Uh, Ryan, you've hinted on it. We've talked, we've talked about highlight a thousand times. Uh, we don't have to go into it much. Even Mark mentioned the highlight and how, how great their, uh, their brewery is. Basically, let me just say uh, highlight is the merry game. Again, this is talking about um, the history of Florida and how this beer got here as well as what it pairs with. Um, but enough about highlight. Dane, I see you've switched spots. <laughs> no, I'm back. Yeah. I, I had a plug in. I was I was dying on you guys. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're here. That's okay. Yeah, we're we're almost there. They wanted uh, to claim the life of your phone though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Laos man brought a special beer and he wanted your opinion and your intake on it. So we had to wait till you were uh, tuned back in. So go ahead, Laos man, take it away. Ah oh, man, I literally only wanted Dane's opinion on this. Well, we appreciate <laughs> uh, that. And- well, I apologize, but uh, yeah, hashtag no sorry. But Dane, uh, so this one is kind of for you, buddy. Uh, I actually found what what is you know, labeled as Dog Tag Brewing. Oh, uh, it, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a, a legacy lager, is what it's marketed as. And uh, this this is absolutely. I mean, it. I got to be honest about the taste first off and for foremost. <laughs> For a beer, you know, podcast here, uh, nothing too out of the realm, kind of standard issue. But what they've done with their their marketing, their bottling, their canning, I should say, uh, process, uh, it's actually absolutely uh, kind of rocked me to my core. So <laughs> for for Dog Tag Brewing, uh, they literally their legacy lager, every single can uh, is actually. Uh, it's actually, it's got a bit of a, uh, it's got a dog tag on it, which is not any sort of surprise from the name, but the dog tag is from a, uh, a fallen military person. So it's no absolutely, kidding. yeah. And it, dude, I bought a four pack for about seven, maybe eight bucks in my four pack is different. And it, each one of them has wow. rocked me to my core. Um, it has their dog tag. Um, their their service time, um, born date, um, service you know absolute service death, uh, it, it it's rocked me. I mean, absolutely. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, again, you know the beer itself, nothing to write home about. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of wondering uh, how this whole process came about. But it's sponsored by Paps. I should say not sponsored, but Paps pays the actual brewery, and 
quote that can exactly. Um, the Dog Tag Brewing Company donates 100% of its profits to the benefit chapteries or created by selected families. So wow. what they do is um, Pabst pays the, the actual salaries of the people who brew the beer, and then any profits made by selling the beer goes to the charities. And so... Wow. I mean, I've had two or three of them tonight, and each one of them has a different name on it, a different, you know, uh, rank, a different everything on it, and it's kind of blown me away. So, different story I mean, behind every beer. That's pretty much that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. It's the most hardcore. Excellent. I mean, I had no idea this was. I saw it on the shelf. I loved the idea of it. I knew that there was a big, you know, donating benefit behind it, but this has blown me away. I mean, every single beer. Uh, just to go through the three, I would like to do that real quickly. Um, uh, so currently, uh, the beer that I'm drinking is uh, it, it is donated to Saint or Sergeant Andrew J. Baddock, um, June 1977 to September 2003. Uh, the one I had before that was uh, to uh, SSG. What would that be? Staff Sergeant. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Staff Sergeant Chris M. Falkel. Uh, 1982 to 2005, and then the one before that. Again, this is you know this is kind of rocking me to my core. Uh, the one before that was um, uh, Yell. That would be Lieutenant Corporal Lance. Lance Corporal. Lance Corporal. My apologies. Uh, Lance Corporal uh, Michael A. Schwarz, um, and then 1986 to 2006. So yeah. wow, I mean, 20. That that happened just in this evening. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of feel bad. I mean, I, I feel super bad that I haven't paid attention to things like this beforehand. So, kind of amazing. Uh, what, really love what's this little interesting. Brewery. That's really cool. Really cool stories. And what's interesting is, and I'm interested to see the rank of the fourth beer, but those are all Marine Corps uh, <clears throat> rankings. So if they're dog tags for that's the they do the army air force i don't know if they do the other ones but those are all marines it, it was all uh, actually founded by marines and so it is all marine corps based okay excellent uh, yes, sir you know it's it's really touching that that there's a company out there that does that and i think it goes back to you know what mark was sharing and what we talked about earlier with the beer community it's a way of telling a story and those cans in that brewery are telling their story, you know, and, and putting that message out there to, uh, to, to everyone that's drinking and whether you're a fan of the beer or not, I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that, you know, we can encounter in the whole community of craft beer. So kudos. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. very cool. I swear I heard, I heard when they were doing that because remember that was like, a, I think that brewery is a few years old now and there was a brewery four or five years ago that was, donating like a bunch of beer to the military guys that were coming back and i forget who it was but it may have some correlation to those guys i just remember hearing a story once and there was something about the dog tag so i don't know but that's that's powerful awesome. man. that's really neat so yeah so what is it I like that it's almost dog, a, a, a dog tag what it, it is actually a it's dog tag brewing and uh the specific lager that i'm referring to is their their legacy lager and uh okay it's 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 very powerful i mean in terms of the story uh you know it's actually very drinkable beer you know talking about the beer sense of it to get on a real level there uh very drinkable beer i mean this is the type of beer that i would hand out and i would say look if you're if you're sitting there thinking you know oh maybe you know i love my bud light i love my you know well, I'm sorry, I won't name drop anything, but I love my mainstream <laughs> beer. I love my mainstream heavy, my mainstream light. Like if you're sitting there, if you're one of those kind of guys, you know, this is this is the type of branch out beer that I wish somebody would have brought to me. Uh, this is something that, you know, hey, this is a little heavier. This is something a little different. They use a little bit different hops, they use a little different brewing process. <laughs> that's that would have been right up my alley to say okay kind of something different i like it you know not too far out of the ballpark love it all together um not i wouldn't consider it a crazy craft beer i wouldn't consider it something way out of the ballpark but 
you know, I, I love where they're going with it. I love their, their premise. I love what they do. I love how, you know, where they come from on this. So I would love to support this in the future. And I would love to pass that on to people who don't know craft beer. I would love to pass this on to people who do know craft beer, but don't know the type of benefits that provide to the community. So awesome. yeah, that's, that's my two cents on it. Yeah, man. Uh, no, it is. Like you said, it's, it. it's, it's powerful. So, and, and it's relevant because we're, you know, wrapping things up. So you're looking back and, you, and you're saying, you know, what are, what are these things that need to be talked about? And that's, that's a cool brewery and it's a cool concept. And so I'm all about it. But um, thanks for sharing that story, Laos, man. No problem. Man. So that uh, it is an interesting segue because the, um, the next segment that we have is, is part of our <clears> geek news. And, and again, you know, looking back in 2016, it was a rough year, man. <laughs> it was a rough year for, for a lot of reasons. And, in the, the, I don't know, more the, the mainstream reasons, some of those mainstream reasons, a lot of people died in 2016. A lot of, a lot of celebrities, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Kimbo people. Kimbo Slice. That, you know, just a lot of people, man. Um, Alan Thicke, for <laughs> Pete's sake. Uh, just Prince. Get, Wait, we're just separating Kimbo Slice, Alan Thick, and Prince. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure the ones that the ones that I really had to talk okay. about. Bowie. I talked about American yeah. heroes, and this just happened. <laughs> well, I'm sure, and, and you know, deaths okay. deaths Sorry. this year came came in all shapes and sizes. But um, because we're in the, the geeking news section of this, it is a good segue because you know that we lost three key characters to the Star Wars franchise this year. Uh, one of which just happened on the 27th you know two days three days ago which is sad but for the for a recap here and i, I just spent a little time kind of researching this we lost um eric bowersfield which was um he had a very minor role but you'd know it instantly yeah it's a crap. <laughs> he was no. um the voice of admiral akbar um and he died on april 3rd of this year uh, which is a shame because that's such a memorable line it's like uh the guy who you know, if the guy who actually was Boba Fett died, it's not like you really saw that guy, but he's such an iconic character that you, you yeah, feel a passing. Um, also, Kenny Baker and Kenny Baker died at eighty-one um, on August thirteenth of this year. He was the droid R two D two. R two D two. He physically was the man that was inside um, of the suit for R two D two. So though you never really saw his face, you know, you, you felt like. Um, you know, whoever that was, it was more than just uh, like an animatronic robot. It was it was a man in that in that little tin that was making that character come to life, and that's the only one of the only two characters that have been in every Star Wars movie to date. So you know what, you gotta you gotta be a little upset when a guy like uh, Kenny Baker passes. Um, then out of left field, Harry Fisher at sixty uh, died on December twenty seventh as a complications from a, a Delta flight. Uh, that they were about 15 minutes from landing and she had a massive heart attack that sent her into the hospital. She was doing great. Everything was fine. And then um, boom, out of, you know, out of, out of essentially nowhere, she, she passed on the 27th. Um, then her, her mom, uh, Debbie Reynolds, yep. died a few days later. So it's one just, day, um, one day, another, another huge icon in her own, yeah, another right. huge celebrity icon. So Singing I just want to take a rain. few minutes. Yep. Yeah, I, I just want to take a few minutes. We only have a few minutes left here, but um, it's worth stating that, you know, these, not just in Star Wars in general, I mean, I bring this out and highlight Star Wars. We lost a lot of other iconic guys, like you said, and, and ladies like Bowie and Prince and things like that, um, who, you know, have their own cult followings. But um, that's a lot. It's a lot to to, to take in for, for 2016. For one year, you know, it's just a lot. And Carrie Fisher is probably the one that sticks out even though it's the most recent one, um, she just wanted to stick up to me because, and I was trying to talk about this earlier with you guys, but you know, when Star Wars came out, we, well, I wasn't born yet, none, none of you guys were, but when I first watched Star Wars, um, you know, Princess Leia was not, I think I was too young to consider her like a sex icon, but she was uh, someone that, uh, she was probably one of the first female actresses that I was like, honestly a fan of and, and was following as if it was luke skywalker or vader or you know whoever else she i just remember back in the day when i was real small and i, and I first watched that that movie from this you know a new hope she she was like the first female character that i was like really a big fan of so um 
I later learned that Carrie Fisher as, an, as, a, as a person was outspoken and wild and enjoyed life and just did a lot of a lot of fun stuff. And she had a fun time. She also had her own struggles with bipolar um, disorder and uh, alcohol and drugs and things like that. So, you know, she had a lot of things overcome. Um, but she she was she will be someone that is that is going to be deeply missed, especially you know all deeply miss miss her presence and whatnot. So um, I don't know if you guys want to chime in on anybody else that that has feelings about any of this kind of stuff. But now's the time, nice and somber podcast. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> she um, she was the princess, and that's you know that's what we'll know her for. You know, she had all those things going on in her life outside of acting that, you know, that was there, but everyone knows her as Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a huge icon in the Star Wars galaxy. I know. Uh, and and the thing is, she's she was back in it. Leia. She was getting stuff done. And it'll be interesting to see where she's now, but for her to kind of get back into it with such a huge role and then be lost. Yeah. It's, um, it's really unfortunate. So, and we can speculate, we can, we can talk a little bit about speculation for what this means. Once, once you guys kind of said your piece lost man, do you have any comments about this, this, uh, these passings for this year? Yeah. Dana kind of said it. He, uh, he had his, I mean, uh, he had his Marine, his dog tag take. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a deep it. enough night. Yeah, I've had a deep enough night. Ryan, you got any final thoughts? Then we can we can kind of wrap things up and get out of here. Uh, I'll try to keep it real light. Um, definitely, really sad with Carrie Fisher passing, but so many other you know major stars and and icons that we've all grown up with in our life passed away this year. So. Um, you know, 2016 can really go to hell. You know, hopefully there are brighter days and we find new hope in 2017. So, yep. Nice. Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, um, all things aside, it was funny. It was not funny, but as soon as that news came out about Carrie Fisher, you know, the next question that the, the, the fans and Disney, of course, released was what happened with the movie? You know, was, is this going to affect episode eight and things like that? Um, people are speculating all over the place. Who, who knows? Is that really important at the end of the day? You know, no, it's not. But, um, but the interesting thing is that they, they have assured everybody that, that filming was shot. It was finished. So the movie will not change. You know, we experienced this with Paul Walker and his passing and the franchise continuing to move on. So they will make do and they will, they'll move on with the character in whatever way they deem, they deem necessary. But it, but it is certainly like, um, it's a twist for, for the franchise. So our, you know, feelings and, and best wishes go out to friends, family um, of Carrie Fisher. Um, no, that's it. So that's, that's all I had to say. Um, if you guys have nothing else, we can wrap it up. Any, any final thoughts, any, any, any last last notes? Taking that as a no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope all's well. Okay. Pretty somber. In general. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a real dog tags and just. It's a real it's a real downer. But you know what, guys? We've done this. This is our twenty first podcast. Um. So congratulations for for doing you know for staying as as close as we are with doing this stuff and uh 21 episodes is a long lot a lot of episodes uh it was a lot to to do for this year so i want to say thank you to you guys for for being here and doing this and sticking with it and i want to say thank you to all the listeners and the viewers and everybody that that does um follow us or subscribe or listen to us on android itunes soundcloud youtube whatever it may be uh we appreciate you guys and though we ended this kind of looking back in a somber tone uh we just wanted to come across that that we are individuals and people and we're humble and we uh we understand you know as much as we like to have fun and talk about beer and this kind of stuff that it's it's you have to look back every now and again and just take into consideration how lucky you are to uh to be doing what we're doing and be here talking to you guys today so um with that said uh why tune in next week well next week will be a lot better it'll be a lot more fun mm. because we'll be kicking off um the new year so it'll be our first episode of 2017 this was our last episode of 2016 new years new beers oh love it so love it. <laughs> you help support the show um use our our um Amazon link below. Basically, the uh, wizards there will give us some some cash if you buy something by clicking that link. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Just just give us a little on the slide. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Guys, where can they cost find 12 you? Gems. Twelve they gems. Twelve yeah. gems. Yeah, so, yeah. Twelve gems from gems. the wizards. Yeah, right. But Laos, you've got those gems for days. 
Um, oh, I, I have several gems on me. Need gems? Mouse gems. <laughs> yeah, do you guys need gems? Boys, boys where can they find mouse you? Gems. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Louseman, where can they find you, sir? Uh, at Mr. Louseman, not at Mr. Beardman. Do you want to be at the bearded, the beardless Ooh. wonder? Uh, oh, I don't want I like that. any no. sort of uh, bearded affiliation until I get it back. So give me one month and then I'll be right back. One month or one week? I feel like if you're like me, you can grow this beautiful thing in a week. Oh, boy. Did you have to take the whole thing off? Did you not have blades to just kind of go a little bit at a time? You know, when it gets, when it gets jammed said. in the paper shredder, you have to take the whole thing off. So <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing that close to a paper shredder? No. <laughs> he had a scratch and sniff a marker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, Mr. Dano, where can they find you? You can find me at DT Mert on Twitter. And Mr. Rye Guy, where can the good team <laughs> you find you? On uh, Twitter at BroodBoy813. Hit me up with some questions, some comments, whatever you want. I'm open. Sounds good. And as, as always, you can find uh, me at, at Brewmasters Club on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you may be. Um, we do appreciate you guys watching the show. Honestly, thank you for a great 2016. We love you. We look forward to hanging out with you again in 2017. Please watch the YouTube channel for extra content. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes or Android. Tell your friends. Leave a review. We could really use a review or two um, that helps us to get out there to more people. So we appreciate you once again. Have a great night. Have a good rest of the year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. We love you. Signing off. Everybody say bye for 2016. Peace out. Club Podcast, Craft Brews, and Geek News. We love you. Happy 2016. Here's the next. Woo! Adios, Cervezas. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews, and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers!